Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Mainline Executive Coaching here, ACT, Act, Action, and Cultural Transformation. And that's what we do here. We're glad that you're there. Glad that we're part of our team and you're part of our team. This is exciting to be here today. We're going to be talking about this notion of leadership, this notion of culture and how the two mix together. And the basic idea is this, that prescription before diagnosis is malpractice. And yes, obviously we can see that in medical terms and we can certainly look back at the last couple of years and look at that and say, what, what was that all about? Yep. <laughs> and so we got all got a little bit of flavor or taste of that in our mouth, sometimes a little bitter. However, when it comes to business, when it comes to organizations, we may not actually follow that, that set of principles. We may be actually making suggestions that is prescribing without getting the full story, actually yes. doing diagnosis of what is going on. And that can be jaded by our own perceptions, our own prejudices, our own biases, our own, dare we say it, hidden agendas. That's Oh, those hidden agendas, they never exist at uh, any level in the organization, do they? No, I, no, I think that's uh, all a myth. That's right. It's all, nobody has any kind of partiality towards their own point of view or their own interests. So we're going to be talking about that today and why that's important, why it's not only important, it's absolutely necessary, and what are the benefits. So we've got a couple of instruments. We have a number of instruments that we can lay out. We're not going to overwhelm you. We are going to talk about two of them today. We have talked a number of times about the MLAI. Some people have given us some feedback about, why are you always talking? It's going to be really boring. I'll tell you why we're talking so much about it, Rich, yeah. and then you can give your side. Because it's freaking amazing. It is freaking amazing. There is nothing like it at all to interpret, to understand what leadership is, leadership potential is, yep. and the vast amount of potential that people have in leadership position that they have absolutely no clue, which this thing just cracks it all open. It shows you, here it is, brother. Here it is, sister. This is how you actually work and your actual potential for yes, yes. leadership. That's why we keep hammering on it. Yeah, and go ahead. It, it saves time, right? It oh, saves yeah. time and people on their leadership development. Where do I go? I mean, how many people we, have we talked to? We've, and we do this all the time, that they've read a book or they went to a seminar. You know, they got the book and the T-shirt and the mug and everything else to show. They went to the seminar, which is great. Read those books. Go to those seminars. But understand that what you come away with 
may not be exactly what you need because you don't know where your starting point is. There's probably a lot of good information there. Well, there is. There's going to be a lot of good information in those. But if it's not something you is part of your strengths and gaps, where you personally start in your leadership development or where you're personally at now, you're wasting your time. Because, you know, you're going to come away saying, man, I'm going to be the best communicator after this seminar that the world's ever seen. And a week later, you're scratching your head going, what's next? What am I supposed to communicate? Yeah, what was what was I, I was I supposed to say that? Yeah, what did that chapter <laughs> mean? And you know, here's the thing is we can help you understand what they mean because we're going to help you understand who you are first. Exactly. And it all starts there. It always starts there with you. You know, and this is not egotistical yeah. you, me kind of stuff. It's just the truth of you're the center of your life and whatever you create in your life, it good or bad, ill, mediocre, whatever it may be, it always begins and ends with you. And if you don't get the proper diagnosis or read on yourself and how you work, how you process, how you learn, all those kinds of things and how do you step in the leadership positions, it's always going to be a mystery. That's why 75% of the world's leaders are freaking failing, burning out, dying on the vine. They are. augering in. You know, it's, yep. it's, it's uh, a tough situation. Matter of fact, we talked to someone recently who had risen through the ranks, and I'm not going to tell you what position he was in or who, who he was, but it was very clear that they had gotten to a certain point in their career simply through being good at their job. But when it come down to really doing their these assessments and understanding what was going on, it was clear that they had never really worked on their own personal development. There's another fellow we talked to who is really very good at a number of things uh, in terms of leadership potential, and yet he really never understood what those elements are. Right. He's kind of working out of them intuitively, just kind of instinctively, and some things that he had some notions about. But until he really got that opened up and taken and give him a chance to take a look at, here's what it is. This is how, how it actually works for yeah. you. I mean, in all honesty, because it, it, there's an irony there, because he is such a talented individually, but potentially, so talented, in, you know, potentially, it's almost like I don't know where to start. Where the other one, when you were talking about, I have struggled, and so I'm still kind of figuring out how to start. So you've got, the, 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 and it really comes down to this many, many times, as you said, it's the best way to get there, is where do you start? In yes. terms of your personal leadership development, where do you start? And this this particular leadership assessment nails it. Yeah, no doubt, it nails it. And in a lot of ways, it helps you understand, you know, why why there was there are times you didn't understand certain aspects of the strategic, tactical elements of leadership. You know, such as as the driving for results or the the strategic thinking. Or communication or the EQ, the emotional leadership. Why didn't I completely understand that? Well, that wasn't in your wheelhouse. But it's not that you can't be there. It's just there are other areas. There's a way to get there. Right. And you need to start at the right place. And yeah, let's make sure that, that people is. understand that, what you just said, because you're, you're absolutely correct. At some point, there is, at some point, leadership kicks in to drive 
results, meaning processes, procedures. Yes. It's not driving people like there's so many mules and, you know, hauling the old wagon there. It's how do you get to a point with your vision, with your objectives, with the people you're working with, the teams that you've got that allows that drive to kick in, not just for you, being obsessed, the crazy person that you can be as a driver. He's a driver. Rich is a driver. I'm a driver as well. So we get drivers. At, but anybody who's a driver out there, but if you just do that, all you do is burn out your people yep. and you see people leaving. People are leaving. That's like 30% of the of the people that are leaving these days is they're not engaged. They don't care. Another 30% are like, you know, I just don't feel it anymore with you. There's a lot going on. A lot of it goes back to just being driven and not really being connected. Right. Yeah. So that's the, that's the first step in what we do. That's why... We say prescription before diagnosis is malpractice because we need to know who you are first. You need to know who you are first. And that really isn't the only assessment we do. We have some other what we call outer core assessments that work in in, in tangent with this inner core assessment that really reinforce where you are personally. And it's at that point that we can start really working forward with your personal development plan. Yep. That's exactly right. One of those other ones shows you how your brain works fundamentally. Just that, how do you function? How do you take in information? Yes. How is that actually done? The other one's pretty much just talking about how do you show up at work? Yep. You know, you have all sorts of things going on and how do you show up work? What's your, what is that comfort zone or that, that zone that you, in which you work best? So you got to know yourselves leaders. You have to know who you are. You have to understand where your potential is in terms of your leadership, your confidence at this point. We talked about the maps. You need to know the maps, to put together the playbook so that you can yep. do it effectively, yes. really, really good, be good at it deliberately. That means consciously. That means confidence. That's where all that stuff adds up to. Yeah. So there's that, the MLEI. And then um, the other thing we wanted to talk about is your group, your organization, everybody at the C-level. Yes. And sometimes it's hard to get everybody on the same page. Some people are really good at that. At least they say they are. But when you take a look at it, you want to take a look at something we call the CTRA 40 to really assess each individual that C level yeah. in terms of their readiness to take on new challenges, changes, things that you may want to just turn around completely, other things you may want to tweak. Because if you are not ready to really take those things on, <laughs> yeah even though they say they are <laughs> what's gonna happen exactly and herein lies the problem and uh before i say this don't get too mad at me but it, it is what it is hr people you're not qualified you're not qualified to do an internal uh, internal cultural assessment and let me tell you why before you drive off the road or, or, you know, punch your screen or whatever. Here's the thing is when there is an issue in culture in your organization, it falls directly on the CEO and that group. That's where the problem lies. It's not in Bob's uh, team over there in supply chain. It's not Sally in receiving or, or accounts payable. That's not where the problem lies. If you have a problem in your culture, it lies at the very top. And HR, uh, in a lot of ways, is part of that group. You are viewed as part of that group. So here's the thing. When you do a cultural assessment and ask yourself this simple question, because uh, we've seen this. We know the results. 
when you get these results back, are you willing to have those difficult conversations that need to take place with the senior leadership around culture? So here's the thing. This CTRA 40 is designed to look at, uh, you know, it's, it's that prescription before diagnosis type tool for your culture. Are you ready to take a cultural assessment in your organization? Are you prepared to do what it's going to take? Are you on the same page as everybody else in the senior leadership? And so really, that's what it comes down to. And it's not that in the sense you're not qualified to do this. You may be very qualified to do this, but internally, you should not do this because we've seen the results and they backfire every single time. Yeah, there's really that very definite kind of two things going on. You know, some don't shoot the messenger kind of thing. Right, exactly. And, and, yeah. and because there may be the fear of being shot as the messenger bringing the bad news yep. of what's going on there. So you temper, you kind of, you know, massage over the results. That's one thing that you yep. might take a look at. The other thing is, if you're going to be honest about it, can you really take the heat in the kitchen? Yes, absolutely. Survive, keep your position. And see, that's another element of that because there, there will be heat coming back because and it's just a simple thing. I'm going to say it, it's going to be sound. You thought you, what you said was terrible. What I'm about to say is even more terrible, and that is this. <laughs> there is no such thing as a non-neurotic organization. No, every, there's not. <laughs> every, every organization is neurotic. They're, they that, are. There's That's a, the absolute truth. And every every neurotic organization has its 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 source, and that is the neuros neurosis, not neurosis, but the, what I'm saying here that the neuroticness. That's that's what I'm saying. It's not the right word, but the neurotic state of the people at the top. They're neurotic. Yes. And their neurosis shows up throughout the organization. That's why yes. it is what it is. That's what it really comes yeah. down to. And if, of course, if you have somebody who's crazy, is somebody just psychotic. And yeah. they're at the top. That organization will behave in a psychotic manner too, just yeah. out of nowhere, firing people, getting rid of people, doing all yeah. sorts of yeah. things. So, really, what I'm saying is this: dysfunction starts at the leadership. Yeah, that's one way to look at it. The healthiness also starts at the at the top as well. Yeah, right. So, either way, it always traces back to the top level because yeah. whose brain is running it? You look at it that way. Exactly. <laughs> you look at yeah. it that way. If the brain's a little off and it's making the decisions, it's going to show up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's the gonna, and that's, that's, that's true. HR, HR, you can't go there. No, you can't. As much as you think you can, you can't. And you should not only you can't, but you shouldn't. You shouldn't go there. You shouldn't have to. Yeah. If you will really want the honest truth about what's going on in your organization, you need to not do the assessment, not be the person in control of the assessment, but be one of the team that's learning about where we're going as a company and allow someone else to come in that that has done this. And I'm not here. Here's the thing. And I'm going to say something else here. It's not simply a piece of software. It's not. One that you can you can get a piece of software that diagnoses all these things and, and tells you exactly what organ what department is, is struggling. That's not where culture problems lie. It lies at the top. Period. So you already know what your problem is. You already know what what it is. You just need to hear from your people on their perception of what's going on and how to fix it. 
That's right. That's right. And, and, and you've got the people in the right places with focus on the values, the principles, vision, mission, core purpose, all that kind of stuff. They will figure it out. The yeah. hard thing is getting to, yes, you do have this problem. You, you The liver is going yeah. out. The kidneys yeah. are all blocked up. Or, you know, you're, you're ready to have a heart attack unless you yeah. change your lifestyle immediately. You're about to become diabetic. Whatever those things are, the hard news that you've got yeah. to deliver without emotion, with just, you know, complete critical yeah. factual thinking Absolutely. so that they can do something about it and not feel defensive about it or yeah. apologetic. Yeah. And if you feel you're one of those internal uh, employees that can have that difficult conversation with, with the people at the top and come away from that unscathed, well, that's pretty artful. That's the way to put it. I think that's that's you, an you, you are a very artful conversationalist. You're yeah. artful at you know bringing information, asking critical questions, and um, that's not always the that's not always the wheelhouse of somebody in HR. No, no. So you know, don't take that personal. But the the fact of the matter is, it's true, and that's what we talk about this diagnosis. Um, why, why is it important to diagnose before it's in culture in in your personal leadership? So, you know, where you are at the first step so you can move forward. Yeah. And it's, it's not an easy, I'll tell you, it's not an easy thing to, to, uh, to, to hear personally or as a culture. It really isn't. It, it, there is, uh, you know, in, in one, um, cultural assessment, I'm going to give an example, we have a CEO who is uh, at one point was close to tears because he was so bothered by what he thought his, the perception of the, the organization was. But yet, once once he heard that, then he turned around and, and made some changes. Got to visiting with some people, trying to find out exactly where the problem was. Yeah. You don't want to see a bad report on you or your organization. No. no. Yet sometimes, you know, you got to hear the word cancer. Because if you yeah. don't hear that word, you're not going to go get the treatment necessary yeah. and you'll die. Yes. You know, that's interesting. And here's the thing. 75% of organizations flat out fail or they they struggle. And some even end up in, you know, extinction, quite frankly. And there's that and 75% of leaders. Yes, seventy-five percent of leaders do that cultural change. Yep, and it's because it, it comes down to one thing in culture: it is the CEO and senior leadership not taking responsibility for the the change in their their culture to change it to make sure everybody's sitting on the same page. You're engaged, everybody. Everybody's uh, you know working towards the same goals, and the same thing with your personal leadership. How many? Personal, how many leadership abilities or styles or skills do you have? You may think you have several, but in reality, you may be only hitting on one cylinder. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. These things, you know, human beings have a very difficult time changing. That is just a fact. It is, yeah. is a fact. There's no other way to get around it. We get into our comfort zone and we don't like getting out of them. I mean, if you take a look at it, kind of circles, we'll, we'll finish this up here. There's your comfort zone. Stepping outside of your comfort zone immediately puts you into the fear zone. Unless yes. you're afraid, you, you want to retreat back into the comfort zone. However, if you can face the fear objectively, realistically, reasonably, it then allows you to move forward to the next level where you're now learning. 
you're actually starting to learn. And then the next level is that level of, you know, high level application and growth that takes place. But the courage to step out of your comfort zone and to keep stepping out through the through the fear zone is no easy thing to do. It's not easy to manage for an individual. And it's really not easy to manage when you got a group of people because frankly, people have got their agendas. Yep, they do. And you know the best thing about an executive coach, Michael, is they're going to be with you throughout that entire process. You're not going to be alone. You won't be alone. Sometimes you wish you were alone. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you want to be alone. I don't know. <laughs> Just leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we were talking about we were talking about this the thing that you wrote today on LinkedIn, and it's really insightful that a lot of leaders and boards of directors uh, feel like the people at the top if they get an executive coach. There's some stigma attached to it. Yes. And so you know I can't do that. And, I, and my my remark to that anybody at C level that is afraid, even if they're a high performer, they're doing really well, really well, and they think that hiring a coach is is a bad thing. It's going to create kind of some doubt on them and yeah. the board of directors thinks that well why would he get a coach why would she get a coach anybody that has that that mind frame about that kind of stuff i'm telling you smoke and crack there's nobody who's perfect there's nobody who has it all together there is nobody who can't improve there is nobody out there that doesn't have something that they can really get after and get on it and become a better leader anybody yeah. who thinks that they're not they are smoking crack and they're living in another world, not reality. Yep. That devil's lettuce. There it is. <laughs> some some eat it up like happy rabbits. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, once again, I hope you enjoyed today's show because we come at this through a sense of wanting to help you succeed. We want We want to see you be the best you can because here's the thing. Here's the thing. And if you look around at governments, at at organizations, anywhere, we are in desperate need of great leaders. We truly are. We, the world's changing quickly, and we need leaders who can change with what's going on. And if you don't have that kind of training to, to help you understand who you are and what type of leadership uh, styles or abilities or skills and talents you need, then, you know, you might end up along the wayside. And I'm not saying that because I want you to call us, but I do. I want you to call us. But here's the thing is look into this seriously and don't wait. If anything is things get harder and tougher, do you need more help or do you need less help? That's the question. As things get tougher, do you want more uh, access? Do you want yeah. more ideas? Do you want more possibilities? Do you want more ways to do things, do things differently? Or do you want less? And in a, in a, in a, in a culture, in an economy where there's scarcity that grows because the economy is no longer growing, there's crazy things going on, it all feels like let's just shut it down, let's hang on tight, and let's just see if we can make it through the storm. That is not the answer. The answer is get more, get more sources, accessibility, ideas, support. It's the more. You know, there's one thing we'll sign up uh, that if you're at work for a boss, like, you know, when your first boss, the guy was or the gal was just a tyrant. It's that positional leader, like, just do it because they said so. Yeah. 
Ever had one of those kind of guys? Yeah, we all have. Just do it. We all have. Yeah. And you can't stand that boss. You can't stand those little positional tyrants. What's the interesting thing is this. You know why we have such lousy leadership all around the country now? Because there's a few people at the top who are the tyrants and are saying, just do it because I told you so. Yeah. They are the hamburger joint boss who says, just do it because I told you so. They're now taking over the world. Just do it because I told you so. Yeah. <laughs> that's why that's why we need great leaders to deal with these not crazy you know leaders at the top just do it because they said so that's why we need great leaders courageous leaders brave leaders yeah. smart intelligent capable leaders that's why that's, all right well shout outs who are we shouting out to today oh golly gee whiz i don't know i, I just looked at this stuff i just don't always remember it yeah, there's people all over the place. Got one in your mind? No, I, I just appreciate everybody that's that's uh, supporting us. Yeah, some great support, some great local support, some great support, you know, across the pond, uh, South America, Asia, um, Africa. There is not a continent in this world now that has not listened to us. No, that's 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 no, that's true. Every continent has. Yes. Surprising as that is. Surprising as that is. So how do they get a hold of us? Executive leaders at ILEC.com. And I'm going to say MichaelBailey.com. Now, here it is. Michael is spelled M-A-I-K-E-L. All right. So if some of you guys are out there spelling Michael the traditional way and you can't find Michael Bailey and you're thinking there's no Michael Bailey out there. It's M-A-I-K-E-L, Bailey. Bailey, thank yeah. you. Yeah, otherwise that. they might just think you're a ventriloquist. Yes, or Two different one, voices. Of those, one of those AI, who is it, Chloe or Sophia or what are some of these? Sophie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some of these AI, which quite frankly scares the heck out of me. I, I know, know there's guys out there that are trying to find out what is Sophie's email address. I want to go on a date. I oh. know they're out there. I know they are. Well, let us know how it goes. <laughs> if you make it back alive. <laughs> it's right. Yeah. And and if you don't, sorry about your luck. Anyway, <laughs> once again, thank you very much for, for uh, being here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it was enlightening. And uh, until next time, take care of each other and we'll see you again. All right. All the best. Leaders lead well. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide will help to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.